Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones. And Larry, you get to, you get to introduce the guest. Dr. Mark, glad to, glad to be with you again this week. You know, we've been talking about the secret to great health. And I can't think of anyone to have back on the show, Dr. Betsy Dovak, who we had back in November, yep, yep. a bariatric surgeon in Orlando. And when you really think about if you could take all of our physicians and bundle them up into one experience, it would be Dr. Dovek when it comes to value-based care. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you, Larry. What an introduction, yeah, Dr. Right, Mark. Right. Oh, we always have yeah. some fun. When you gave me yeah. this opportunity, I'm back. Yeah. Let's do no, it. this is great. This fits yeah. you perfectly because to it really do does. what you do. Yeah. Like it's it's that's yeah. an that's an endpoint, but to yeah. get there, it's it's right. how do we take care of ourselves yeah. before, and how do we get yeah. to into the situation we get into, and then how do we take care of ourselves yeah. after? So yeah, this is yeah. this is easy, low low hanging fruit for you. This will be a fun I, conversation. Yeah, it'll today. be really good, really good. But let me just uh, start off with a couple things. Doctor Dovek has performed more bariatric surgeries than any other female in the United States over the last ten years, I guess. Yep. Over four thousand bariatric surgeries. Yes. Yeah. And You know, worldwide, obesity has tripled since 1975. And today, 39% of Americans are considered either overweight or obese. And that number is projected to go to 42% by 2030. Mm -hmm. Those are staggering numbers, Dr. Novak. It's staggering. It's costly. It's terrible. Nobody wants it. I tell you what, the the fact of our... Our podcast, if you will, the last time you were on was that in Florida, you said only like 0.6% of it those who qualify yeah. for bariatric Less surgery have had it. Less than 1%. Yeah. Less yeah. than 1%. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, I've, I've mentioned that to my med students. I've talked about that many a time since you mentioned that. It's That's mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that's not just isolated to Florida. That's the national statistics oh, yeah. Nas- as well. Yeah, national is like, a, you said like 1%, but we're, yeah. even, we're even worse off here and with, with greater need, I would yeah. say. Exactly. Yeah. In America, there are 330 million Americans and 40 million are obese, which is classified as having a body mass index wow. greater than 30. Greater than yep. 30. Yep. Well, you know, yeah. worldwide, they estimate, the World Health Organization estimates that over 2 billion people that are either overweight or obese in the world. Yeah. Absolutely. And and they, they did a survey and said, you know, of 30 different major mature countries, mm-hmm. what are your biggest issues? And obesity was number five behind COVID mental health and a couple other things. Wow. Yeah. 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 I mean, even in the U.S., if you look at the cost of it, it's almost it's it's one point seven trillion dollars, which is upwards of 10 percent of our entire GDP. Yeah. 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 And 20 percent of our total health care dollars. Right. Oh, right. You, yep. you would know that. And 25 percent. Yeah. The direct and the indirect, yeah. even the workplace performance loss yeah. and all of those yeah. things. Yeah. It's it's staggering. These are staggering numbers. No, it is. I mean, it yeah. just it just amazes me. And we're going to kind of get into some of the medications, yes. uh, some of the options. Yes. But it, it really fits well with, you know, taking care of ourselves and, you know, what our future is going to look like. Because, you know, we worried about population growth, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that was the big talk in the 70s that, sure. you know, that, that we actually that we would there are some predictors that we wouldn't even be here that uh, I think there was uh, I can't remember the the uh, there's actually a, a term for this guy's negativity. Uh, it's kind of a trope that he predicted that England wouldn't exist by 2002. 
Okay. Okay. So, yeah. so yeah. due to due to famine, right? You're going back so, to 1984. Right. Yeah. Those kind of things. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. Wow. So, yeah. Well, remember those? This was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So so you know, looking at that and looking at it, it's ironic that what we're sitting here and we're talking about our our biggest problem is obesity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's not lack of food. It's yeah. lack of the right food, perhaps. Absolutely. But certainly, it's the misuse of the yeah. of the nutrients that we have out in front of us. And when we were talking about value based earlier, yes. it's obvious that obesity and overweight impacts every chronic illness that we deal with in America and, sure. and around the world. For sure. You want to speak to that, Dr. Douglas? Yeah, absolutely. So there are things, the direct costs for things like diabetes. I mean, then diabetes has all of its subcategories yes. of, yep. of kidney issues and peripheral neuropathy and vision issues and then sleep apnea, high cholesterol, heart disease, cancer. Cancer is a big one. People, you know, often think that breast cancer, yes, there's a genetic component mm-hmm. and there's um, estrogen exposure and if you got pregnant, if you didn't and all these things. The truth is one in eight women who have breast cancer, most of them are going to be obese. And yeah. that's and that's wow. the fact is it's all of these mm-hmm. things. There's over just for what bariatric surgery helps to improve or resolve. It's over 200 conditions that are associated with obesity mm-hmm. that 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 are improved wow. or resolved. You know, over uh our, our little COVID-19 experience, um, I almost felt mm-hmm. that the people that were reporting on this were holding back mm-hmm. the fact that being obese, what a grand risk factor yep. that was yeah. to yep. serious illness. And it really wasn't until we got out of the pandemic that it was discussed very frequently. Like when they were starting yeah. talking about boosters and what you should do, that kind yep. of stuff. Then they would bring it up like, oh, by the way, obesity. But I, I really thought it was underplayed during the actual pandemic. And, and again, you've got people staying home for two years, gaining weight. Yes, yeah, that's no, true that's, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You couldn't even go to a gym. Right. I know. Right. Yeah. Man, I went to my gym today. It was so crowded. I can imagine. That's the one thing I missed yeah. about the uh, post immediate post-COVID is people didn't go to the gym. I had the gym to myself. You're yeah. such an example, Dr. <laughs> oh, Mark. Oh, I know. Look easy, at this guy. This is Zeke over here. It's yeah. tough for us to be in the same room. No, I tell you, you know, it's, 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 it, it, but it, it is a constant work piece, right? Yep. I mean, it you, it, it's what you eat. You're looking at things all the yep. time. And I think, you know, when, when you can learn that it's more of a habit than work, yeah. right, then you start to win. You know, you start to be able to put it all together. Yeah. Well, in that, in that survey with the World Health Organization, COVID, cancer, mental health, stress, and then obesity mm-hmm. right. were the number five reasons that uh, bad yeah, health. And that's going to move up, world. right? Because believe it or not, COVID's yeah, pretty believe much it or not, yeah, we're going yeah. yeah. to get away from it. And that's going to yeah. improve our, our mental health. Yeah. Uh, it the, could be number yeah. one someday. It yeah. will be. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. It's moving yeah. smoking even yeah. aside. So if you can wipe out type 2 diabetes, mm-hmm. which you can do. I'm, yeah. I'm pointing at the doctor yeah. right now. Yeah. You can do. If you take care of that, your change in people's lives and communities' lives and countries' lives is there. I mean, that t- exactly. just, just take take one thing away, and yeah. this is how you do it. Yeah. Definitely. Diabetes alone, we all know that. And if you look at bariatric surgery, particularly the gastric bypass, mm-hmm. 98% again of those who have bariatric surgery will leave Right after surgery, on none other type two yes. yeah. diabetes medications. Yeah. I mean that's that's the the big. I mean you you don't have to get into the details, right? I mean yeah. that's the big picture. And most of what percentage of the patients have type two diabetes? About seventy five percent of our patients do. Incredible. And so wow. yeah, so who qualifies for surgery? For example, is BMI thirty five to thirty nine point nine with comorbidities, right. or forty and above? And the vast majority will already have that. Sure. And yeah. There's a lot of factors at play there, and yeah. it's yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's just it is. It's mind-boggling, and it's 
it's sad because it's a created problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, well, so I many remember. things are genetic. So many things we just That's can't right. are, are right. bad luck or what. Yep. But this is a created problem. And I remember Dr. Dovek when she was on the the show back in November. She made the comment: obesity is preventative. Yeah, or is preventable. 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 Yeah, preventable. preventable. Of course. Yeah. 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 yeah but once I've, you're once you're in that spot, yeah. it's. I mean, and, and so let's say you you you. Most of those patients need to lose, if you put it in pounds, need to lose about 100 exactly. plus, right? Plus, exactly. Okay. So so let's say you go on a really strict diet and you work really hard and you lose 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. Okay. 20 pounds is a lot of weight. To, I mean, that's, 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 a lot. that's a lot of yep. weight, right? Mm-hmm. So you still got 80 to go. Yeah. I mean, it's depressing. It is depressing. And I think that when you're at the bottom of that mountain of 100 pounds, even taking that first step towards deciding like I want to do something, yeah. it's mm-hmm. like, oh. You know, you mm-hmm. do it a couple of days, you're kind of good. Then it's like slip, don't slide. Next thing you know, oh my gosh, all that 20 pounds seemingly overnight, I gain yeah. it right back. Yeah. You know, it's just this vicious cycle. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways, and I, and I can't wait to dive in, like you said today, yeah. where we're going to describe all the different things, not just surgery, right? but what can we do even before surgery or in yeah. conjunction with surgery to make it more effective. And, and that's where the yes. value base comes into exactly. play. And we've had that conversation. But tell us, how did you become the most renowned female bariatric <laughs> surgeon in the country? Oh my gosh. I think it's just because I'm so passionate about this. Okay. I really am. I It was love at first sight. I was a medical student. I thought I wanted to be a pediatrician and then obviously that didn't work out and okay. I fell in love with surgery. It's particularly about this and I do love making a change in my patient's life, no matter what, yeah, you know how change. it is as a surgeon. Yeah. No, it's, absolutely. You walk in, they walk out. They, I say they come into the operating room. They're courageous. They climb up on the OR table. They pick out a good dream and they wake up on a mission and getting wow. to have that, that yep. hour of their journey and right. helping them with that and getting, being that new starting point. Uh, no, it's I nothing. I love uh, yeah, it. No, nothing better. I mean, cause you, when you really look at, at your outcomes and cause there are a lot of times what we do just everything right. Yeah. yeah, the best we can do, and depending on the disease state or depending yeah. on the person, sometimes it yep. doesn't work yep. out. Yeah, but when sure. when you see the outcomes with bariatric surgery and how far we've come yeah. since, so so I was I was in medical school a, a number of years before you were, and so what what was going on there in some of the uh, surgeries? Uh, I, I I really wouldn't have recommended you know sending patients to go see that, but now the techniques that you use oh, yeah. are so far advanced and the the safety level so much higher. It's it really is. It's truly I'm I'm not minimizing that it's it's a huge decision. It absolutely is yep. a huge decision. But a, a lot of the risk has been taken off the table. Yeah. And I think that I've done a lot of surgeries because, mm-hmm. like you said, the more surgeries, the more patients, the better your outcomes, because you're refining your techniques, yep. and you're getting yep. better and better. And people mm-hmm. just see that. Okay, her results are great. And not only that, I offer more than just let's herd you in, get you out, good luck out there. No, right, this is right. a lifelong, right. comprehensive program yeah. before, during, and after yeah, you surgery. Have a team. You have a whole yeah. team. You have a yeah. team, a multidisciplinary approach, a comprehensive approach to make sure yeah. that if the insurance companies are investing in this, they're going to get a value. They're going to get that return yeah. on that investment for the durability, for the long term, for the lifelong. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to say that you've done all this, you've made this big decision, yeah. and then you only get your weight What are back. your most common ages of people that you're dealing with? 25 to 45-year-old females. That's wow. 90% of is my patients. Is that right? Yes. Really? Interesting. And is, that, now, is that 90. partially because no. of you? That's just it. That's, That's across it. the board. Across the board, if you're a male surgeon, female surgeon, wherever you're located mm-hmm. in the U.S., 85 to 90% of all patients patients are female. Is that right? Yes. Ah. Mine might yeah. be a little bit younger, yeah. that 25 mm-hmm. to 45, I appeal to that demographic, but right. 
I mean, well, that's now. That's what, if, it. what about that level of obesity in the population, male to female? It's so, it's equal. It's equal, right? Yeah. So that that's that's the amazing thing. So it's fifty <sighs> fifty. So what are these guys doing? Well, what are they doing out there? Well, that's the thing. The guys, they feel they maybe they don't have the social kind of feeling that women it bothers them more. They're more open the to social willing to stigma, go. maybe exactly right. Yeah. right. yeah, and that's something we need to change too. So, if you're a man out there struggling with your weight, the visceral adiposity, you have these dangerous conditions. Get the help yeah. you, you need. Get the no, seek out sure. the best treatment. It's hugely life threatening. Hugely, it is. Yeah. It is. Hugely I mean, the, just the. I mean, I don't know be, between the type two diabetes, but even without, just the risk of heart disease in that in that group. I mean, women as well, but gee, yeah, that that's yeah. amazing. See, now that's going to be my takeaway fact of the day today, I think. Yeah, wow. I can even tell you some of the big device companies, they've even gone out to um, retired NFL players because they're the most likely to have obesity in men because they are the way they sure. eat and to be an athlete. So yeah. anyway, we do a lot of campaigns to try to increase that amount of men. So maybe it starts here on the show. No, that cool. is amazing. All right, when we come back, I do want to dive into some of the medication Let's things because I think it's yeah. really important. Uh, we, we do get, well, you and I get really excited about that surgery stuff. And so I want to share some of the other things, but we'll be right back. We'll be right break. back. Okay. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. It's Healthcare Now with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. Join us at 7 o'clock Thursday evenings for a great discussion on all things healthcare. Healthcare Now, Thursday nights at 7, and now Healthcare Now Extra, Saturdays at 11 a.m., only here on The Answer. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now Studios. I am Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones and Betsy Dovick. And we are just, we're all, I mean, we were going a million miles on that. Crazy. I mean, you know, those guys, we, a lot of energy when yeah. we get together. So, so much so energy. So I want to jump right into discussing some of the medications yeah. that are used for the treatment of obesity. So we'll, we'll talk, we'll, we'll jump back and forth to surgery, but, but I know that you've got a lot of knowledge that you can share there. And I know our listeners will really benefit from that. Yeah, so medications right now, you don't have to look far. They're very popular. They're super hot in social media. There's a lot of celebrities that there's some speculation that they're taking them. So sure. much hype that there's actually some supply chain issues and some shortages. Oh, right. They wax and they wane, but these big companies, these big pharma companies like Nova Nordisk and like Eli Lilly, they are coming out with some really highly effective medications. Mm-hmm. And coming from a surgeon, I have to say, I'm actually very, very excited. Interesting. I've gotten the question many times in my life as a surgeon who does weight loss, are you afraid of the magic pill coming out? And I'm not. Yeah. I think that I think that there is a huge place for medications. Sure. So let's start off and talk about first who even qualifies for these. Right. So it's based on also the BMI. 27 to 29.9 with obesity-related comorbidities or BMI greater than 30. So there's going to be some patients out there who qualify for medications, but they don't qualify for surgery because BMI is less than 35. There'll be some patients out there who have already had surgery, but maybe they're stuck on a plateau or they're gaining weight 
We come in, real-time intervention, boom, mm-hmm. with our team. We want to introduce one of these weight loss medications, which okay. is also with that value-based, again, getting that ROI. Right. Yep. And then there are some patients who qualify for surgery, have never had it, and they're waiting or maybe they just don't want surgery. And right. so we're going to try that. Maybe they'll be highly successful and they won't need the medications or maybe it's a way of even getting them healthier to have a better right. weight. Jump, so that jump we can starting it a little bit, sort of exactly. like we used to do with the sleeve. Like exactly. It, it used to be a stage yep. one right. procedure. Sure, sure. With um, and now it's a great standalone procedure. Yep, so great, great, great analysis. So, so when think, you when you talk about meds, you know you hear a lot about keto. Yeah, is that one of the meds that you're referring to? No, that's no, a technique. No, no. Yeah, yeah. So we, these are these are brand new prescription strength medications okay. that you need. Some, so there's only one right now in the entire market that is FDA approved to be an anti-obesity medication that is a in the GLP-1 class. And that's called Wigovi is the brand name by Nova Nordisk is known as semaglutide. Mm-hmm. So okay. basically these meds aren't really that novel. So there's these GLP-1 agonists, glucagon-like peptide 1 agonists that basically you give yourself an injection once a week. They have been on the market to treat insulin resistance or right. type 2 diabetes. Okay. So these patients are taking things like Ozempic, Sexenda, right. Trulicity, um, yep. Victoza, yeah, so meds the, like that. These are the biologics. We're yep. talking about yep. the biologics. And you see those on ago. the yep. TV all the time. Right. Yeah, right. like there's yep. like, oh, 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 yeah. Ozempic. Yeah. So yeah. you know yeah. the jingles. So they, mm-hmm. they get you. Now, right. Ozempic, given at a lower dose, it's one milligram sub-Q weekly. That has been shown. They saw a little bit of weight loss. So they started pushing it, and now at a 2.4 milligram dose, it's hard to handle sometimes from the GI side effects like nausea and vomiting. They will titrate up until after about a month, month and a half, you'll get to that full 2.4 milligram dose every week. If you can handle it, you're going to see big, big weight loss. Now, there's another med also that's GLP-1 and something called a GIP, a GIP. These two combine something called Monjaro, Terzepatide. This one is only approved for type 2 diabetes or insulin resistance, Mm -hmm. but this one is boasting in a New England Journal of Medicine study called the Surmount study. It showed a 22% excess body weight loss with medication, which is up there with even some of the surgical results. It's incredible. My understanding, and that's, as you said, that's mostly type 2 diabetics, right? And, but I, I read that some of the Folks that don't have type 2 diabetes and have obesity lose even more weight. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah, so actually I'll just give the example. My husband, very open about this, he is not in that insulin resistant type 2 diabetes category. He had some high cholesterol. Right. BMI is over 27. It's less than 30. He goes on Wigovi. He's been on it for over a year. He's lost 40 pounds. He's now less than uh, – his. he weighs less than 200 pounds. First time right. – I've known wow. him for you know, almost two decades, right. and this is the first time I've ever seen that. Wow. Weight yeah. loss results like he was in high school. Fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. we look at – so folks that may be walking out around saying, well, I don't have type 2 diabetes. I'm over it, but I'm fine. But the other issues that you have that if you can drop 40 pounds, by example, sure. uh, like the stress you have on your joints. Oh, yeah. Um, the stress you have on your heart. I mean, all these yeah. other issues yeah. that you have just because of that excess weight, yeah. these are great opportunities. Yeah. Now, you were saying that uh, like with Osambic, there there was sort of a, a delivery to, to, they were there's a worry that the type two diabetics weren't going to have yeah. access. Right. So did they did they rebrand? They come up with another name for it, and they're it's called Wigovi. Wigovi, yeah, but and it's it, at it the higher dose. Wigovi. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it is. It's, it's both of the generic semaglutide. It. It's just like a higher dose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it is tough, and you know 
there, with these celebrities and things like that getting on there, there's this like all this hype about ozempic face. It just mm-hmm. essentially means yeah. you lost a lot of weight, and then there is a lot of um, natural fat that's a very okay. youthful appearance, and so you just look a little bit more sucking and yeah. a little bit more hollow. So interesting, interesting. So, yeah. so you know, we're still talking, and I want to continue talking about these meds, but let's talk about a patient that lost a hundred, hundred and fifty pounds. Yes, there's always a physical piece of the weight loss. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Yeah, so there is always the worry about loose skin or, mm-hmm. you know, do I need body contouring? And there's everywhere from in your face, in your neck, your arms, your your breasts, your abdominal area is a big one, your thighs and your buttocks that you're mm-hmm. worried that, oh, I just don't like right. this. Now, there is sometimes if you lose a significant amount of weight and the way that every body is distributing that fat is different. But sometimes if you're more central and you have a large, what we call panis, which mm-hmm. is sort of a flap of abdominal skin that would hang down below, sometimes to the level of the mid thigh or lower. Wow. Insurance will cover a paniculectomy. They will remove that panis or that fatty apron of skin okay. to, because you can get fungal infections. So insurance and, does cover that. Yep. Very rarely though. Yep. Okay. You, you really have to have definitely. significant loose skin. I would the think that would be yep. significant cosmetic surgery. They call it cosmetic, yeah. but yep. it's a shame because sometimes it's like, like you said, like you you lost weight, you don't have the yeah. the, the dangerous internal fat anymore, you're decreasing your risk of heart yep. disease, your mental, mm-hmm. all these things, but. The plastic surgery, the body contouring, I think should be part of the entire sure. package. Sure. It should be. I mean, because the, the mental wellness yep. of getting oh. you back to the 100% of well, what you're Well, the self-esteem is yep. what it's all about. And if oh, you've sure. got this huge flap you're dealing with yep. – what, what does that yeah. do for you? And, and some people don't have it. So there's different elasticity mm-hmm. properties to the skin. So if you are a man, you have more elasticity to your skin. If you are younger, it's just like you don't have wrinkles. So it probably will go back easier. If you haven't been obese for a long period of time, the longer you've been obese, the more the skin is stretched, the harder it is to bring yep. back. And then finally, you. if you are black. So if you are a young black male who – had a short period of weight, you will get a rip six pack after losing yeah. weight. Yeah, wow. without so, having any surgery. Yep. Wow. Yeah, without yeah. surgery. So not everybody mm-hmm. will even have issues. So I don't want people to think that they're going to oh have all these draping right, right, loose skin. Right. It's it's yeah. just simply not that. Yeah, and to be fair, I mean we do we we want to get all the way around the bases, right? But yeah. but to be fair, if you get to that point and have to work and deal with that, your life is so much better. Yep. You're saving yep. a lot of money on yep. not buying insulin. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I mean, yes. there's all these different yep. different pieces yep. that kind of go into that, and sure. it's it's incredibly sure. important. Sure. Yeah. Now, do you? I don't feel like supply is really an issue. I mean, I really felt like that was more a a anti marketing technique that people are saying, well, yeah, you're using this for two different things because I mean, it was like a week. I mean, there were, people were getting their getting their meds. I I. Disagree. Yep. I do. I absolutely. So there okay. was, there's different doses. And so like the local reps would come to us in, unless they just held it very tight at a, you know, a very high corporate level, but the, the, all the regional managers, we were all like, we need this for our yeah. patients. I'm actually involved in a private support group. It's not really a support group, but it's a, it's just a private group of um, other anti, um, other American Board of Obesity Medicine certified physicians. Right. And there's hundreds of us in there. Yeah. And we'll all be like, where do we go? Like, what do we do? Like, how do we get the meds for the patients? So yeah. all of us are scrambling right. in what to tell people who are ready for that next dose. Oh, they don't have it. So then you have to like, it messes with their treatment. Algorithm. For sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, I, I guess it comes from my, my uh, vision towards the big pharma, you know, mm-hmm. like, like they, 
it, it's it's the stuff isn't coming from a mine in Chile. Okay, they're no. they're right. they're producing it. Oh yeah, and they're, so if they, we spend if they a lot of time talking it, about farm on this yeah, show. That they they <laughs> well, have they have the ability yeah. to do so. I mean, the thing that yeah. is so disappointing is that this brand name Wagovi, the only one that you don't need this di- diabetes diagnosis with, that one without insurance or even with insurance, because most of them exclude AOM coverage, anti obesity medication coverage. It is about twelve to fourteen hundred dollars a month. Yes. Oh wow. Yep. It's now, are there costly. are there some biosimilars out there? That- so there's a lot of other meds that are this. These are the these are the most effective sure. um, out there. Now there are other classifications of pills that you can take, like fentermine. Mm-hmm. which got a bad rap when it was part of Fenfen, for example. Right. Okay. That was one of the Fens. Yep. And Fentermine is great. It's dirt cheap. It costs less than five bucks a month. Even if you don't have insurance, if you do, you can use GoodRx. It's right. really inexpensive. But there, it's a sympathomyomatic amine. In other words, it mimics the sympathetic nervous system. And so it's sort of like that adrenaline. Yep. So you could have very difficulty sleeping, dry mouth, racing heart. Um, right. So... A lot of things. There's Contrave. There's I mean, um, Orlistat. There's a lot of other meds out there. And it that just increases your metabolic rate and you lose weight that way? Exactly. Or, okay. So it works at different places in the brain. It helps to give you um, the inhibition that you need. Like mm-hmm. I shouldn't eat this. So you actually stay on track with that. And it also gives you a sense of satiety. It slows down gastric emptying and it just gives you a sense of fullness. Gotcha. So there's, yeah. there's quite a few. You have constipation. There's some side effects. But if mm-hmm. you take it in sometimes low dose and it works – it could be a great job drug at the right price. Right, right, right. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to be more challenges. I mean, you really need advice. You need people to walk yeah. through this. You can't, I mean, yeah. can't and, just and follow that, what you're reading. In the and magazines. that's exactly yeah. where I was going, Dr. Mark. Mm-hmm. Dr. Dovek, you know, our, our pay, we see thousands, tens of thousands of patients in our value-based programs yeah. every, every year. And they always see their primary care doctor and maybe other specialists dependent on their comorbidity. Mm-hmm. How do they get to you? Yeah, so that's the thing. There's just not that many of us that want to yeah. tackle this right. because of the insurance. And then I have to invest in someone to verify the benefits, someone to do the prior yeah, authorization, right. yep, right. yep. making sure that I'm surveilling these patients. So I want to take a novel approach to this and make it so that it is scalable and we can help improve that access to care. Yep. I'm going to do a 100% virtual program yep. so that we can have you know remote workers. We don't have to depend on the bricks and mortar builds to be able sure. to do this, number one. Number two, I believe that a great program will give things like Bluetooth scales. You step right, on it. Right. I can remotely mm-hmm. monitor you. I can see here's your weight before or without or with surgery, whatever. I see, okay, you should have lost this much, but you haven't. Mm-hmm. Let me increase the dose, change the med all together, you know, be able to really like work with you, have like the dietitian, the behavioral therapist, right. this yeah. team. But if you don't need a particular point, don't waste your time because then you're not going to show right. back up if it's if you're not feeling the value in it. Sure, sure, because it is. You have to you have to put the time into it. You have to put the work into it, and it, and it really is something you got to think about all day long. Yeah. But yeah. so the the uh, home monitoring is a really a neat yeah. neat add with that. Yeah. And it, and it's really and where I was going is how do our other physicians become knowledgeable? And when we come back. We're going to talk about this obesity extravaganza you've got coming up in April yeah, at we'll, the Wyndham uh, Grand in uh, Bonnet Creek here in Orlando. So we will talk about that. Let's okay. do it. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Larry. 
navigate the healthcare process like never before. It's Healthcare Now with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. Join us at 7 o'clock Thursday evenings for a great discussion on all things healthcare. Healthcare Now, Thursday nights at 7, and now Healthcare Now Extra, Saturdays at 11 a.m., only here on The Answer. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You are back in Healthcare Now Studios. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones and Dr. Betsy Dovick, and we are talking about all things health and good yes. health. Uh, we're focusing today on obesity a good bit. Uh, we wanted to actually, Larry was kind of looking with how do we increase the number of providers mm-hmm. that can get people started in this. And you're thinking about doing some organizational meetings and that kind of stuff. Can we talk a little yeah. bit about that? Yeah. So in the future, what I really want to do is I want both the surgical treatment of obesity and the medical treatment of obesity with the lifestyle management of what to eat, when to eat, how to eat, the importance of sleep, exercise, all of these important things. I want to equip other physicians, other providers, other clinicians with the ability to know how do I do this safely? Mm-hmm. How right. do I how do I operationalize this from a right. business standpoint? Because it's not just so much, oh, I want to treat this. You're going to get the floodgates to open mm-hmm. and then you want to make sure that you do it the right way. Yep. And so I want to provide pocket guides and tools mm-hmm. and resources available online and maybe even through mm-hmm. apps that can help you as that clinician yep. To be able to really give the best obesity treatment. And in the future, you're planning on uh, doing some type of obesity extravaganza going forward. Tell us a little bit what your thoughts on the curriculum on that is. Sure. So it will be a CME event, and we're hoping Mm -hmm. to do a one big, huge extravaganza day of hopefully eight to ten hours of CME where we're going to spend half the day talking about the surgical treatment, who qualifies, when to refer, what happens if maybe you have a patient that you inherited that had surgery in Mexico, surgery, maybe they're snowbirds, they move to, to your region. Right. How mm-hmm. do you treat them, recognize complications, get the care, escalate it to a specialist when you need to? And also all that routine maintenance, what labs should they be getting? How do you treat vitamin deficiencies? What should you do if they um, aren't taking their multivitamin and calcium right. citrate? What should they even right. be taking? So there's a right. lot of little nuances. And the same thing goes for the medical side of things. Right. So you're mm-hmm. – you're envisioning not just educating the surgeons. I mean, you're you're looking at taking primary care folks yeah. and helping them absolutely take, start people down that pathway. Absolutely, endocrinology. Non- I would think the whole nine endocrinology, yards, yeah. cardiology, mm-hmm. gynecology, even orthopedic surgeons. Actually, bariatric surgeons. We know our turf. I want to help the other ones both treat the post-surgical patient, but also treat you know every single aspect of healthcare. Right, has something to do with obesity. We've already said that over and over. You know, right. and how do they if the if the medication is right, like you know what, I should be prescribing you mm-hmm. Wagovi right now. Again, how, what's the how to on how to do that? Right. And I think it's a little bit intimidating, believe it or not, for us as providers because we don't really know how to navigate the insurance, it's new. and yeah. it is brand yeah. new. And and we need to, um, but we 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 have to lean in. We have to um, yep. do it because we have to yep. do something about this staggering obesity Absolutely. epidemic. Right. No, I, and I think you're right. People get involved in this and it can completely overtake their practice. Exactly. And I think there's a lot of fear involved with that. But if if you can kind of put it in modules and compartmentalize Mm -hmm. that piece, then they they can, to be fair, primary care could use this on a 
very large percentage of their patients, yep. right? We already we know we know what yep. the number is. Well, if you remember last week, we talked about knowing your numbers. Yep, and it was blood sugar, hypertension. Uh, oh, oh, you're going to make me think. Blood I'll pressure. Say, I, 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 I'm sorry. I don't think on this show. Blood pressure, <laughs> hypertension, blood sugar, and BMI. Yep. There you go. Yep. That was number four. There and we talked go. about, in fact, uh, Dr. Mark turned into a, a semi-cardiologist last week. Oh, man, and he, kind of pre- he pushes me to the limit. Yeah, he I, does. I, I, I love it. I just will, sit here and watch this. Dr. Mark, in, in all fairness, <laughs> I bet I had 10 phone calls about our show last week about how good it was. Oh, good. No angry cardiologists? No angry oh, cardiologists. None good, of those good. guys okay. called. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, none of, none <laughs> of them on my, on my faculty yeah. reached out either, so I thought yeah. that was good. That, that was, was good. But some people that have never called me said I was sitting on the edge of my seat listening to that show. That's oh, nice. awesome. Nice. I stuff. thought that was pretty yeah. cool. No, that is good. Yeah. That is good. But, you know, let's talk. When we talk about primary care, we talk about other physicians. There's been a couple of things. This this section in the Orlando Center called Ticked Off. Yeah. People mm-hmm. like to call in and, and write about it. Let me read you two things. I need to point something else out. So Larry's actually got the newspaper in front of him. Yes, you <laughs> do. I don't think I I've do. touched touched newspaper and i don't know how long so there you go so the I'm, only reason i thought he was saying tick tock ticked off the only reason i have the orlando sentinel and and i doubt if after my comment we'll ever get him as a sponsor Uh-oh. is because my wife likes to read the newspaper well that's good that's all good <laughs> yeah yeah we're probably one of only five people in our entire neighborhood to get the newspaper there you go there you go <laughs> but anyway in this ticked off there's a couple things that i thought was interesting uh-huh it says, what has happened to the medical profession these days? I am ticked off to be on hold for 30 minutes plus, as they say their clerical staff is short. Mm. And the other one is, why is it so difficult in Orlando to get to talk to a representative from your doctor's office? Mm. All you get is a recording telling you that they will be in contact with you within 72 hours. Really? That's why the ER is always packed. Interesting, interesting. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to jump all over the angles of this, but yep. I mean, there, oh, I there, there are some pretty, pretty good explanations. You know, yep. for one thing, I mean, I get ticked off because if I call a restaurant, I have the same problem. Exactly. Right? Uh, it is yep. very difficult to staff anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yep. we've got other businesses. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult to pe- keep people together. Yep. But interestingly, in Orlando, we have these large systems, and they outsource. Yep. A part of uh, uh, taking their appointments. call centers, so they yep. go to a call mm-hmm. center, yep. and it and it may not be anywhere near yep. us. And a lot of times it is; it's just a recording, and they yep. get back to you. Yep. The same thing with billing. Same yep. thing if even yep. if you push the right number and get yep. to the right department, you it's not you're not talking to yep. Doctor Dovick's office. Yep. It's not there. That's you're right. not talking That's to my right. old office. Right. It, it's it's different. And it's and Doctor Machine. The first thing that hit me when I read these two ticked offs. Or there's a significant difference between a large health system yes. and an independent physician practice. Yep. Yep. You call that independent physician practice, somebody's going to get back to you pretty they quick do. if they don't answer the telephone. And, and, and to be fair, if they can't, you know, they're saying, they're saying "Listen, I'm seeing a bunch of patients right now, or I've got to get back with the doctor." And it's it's an experience that people understand, it's a personal touch, as opposed That's to. It. Just not being able yeah, to talk to yeah, anybody. Exactly. But yeah, I can see it. I can see is how that would yeah. that would tick. And I'm not off. picking on the hospital yeah. on guys, but in reality, it's easier to get to an independent physician practice. Yeah, yeah, it is true. That's just it's the true. facts. It is yeah. is absolutely yeah. true. But I do think you know we do get faced with the challenges of treating obesity and insurance. In that, let's say you're a pediatrician and you you really have a passion for this, mm-hmm. you cannot make a living seeing patients with obesity. It, it, it's just so hard to code and get 
insurance to cover these things. It is. It's it's a constant battle, and it's one that I'm taking a big risk here and going from being for the last decade mm-hmm. of my career as that hospital-owned right, physician right, to right. going into private. And I'll tell you, even just getting in-network or getting credential yeah. with the payers and then all those things, but once you push through and hopefully once you establish those contracts and those connections and – you can make a very great living yep. um, if you just stick to what yep. you know you can do and that's take care of the patient and then the rest of it, you do have to be pretty savvy on the business side, but yep. you need good connections yeah. and relationships. I mean, no, you, you do. do. And, and you do. You need, to, you need to build it. And I think it, it would really be nice for the primary care folks to be able to dive more deeply into this mm-hmm. and, and have it be a balance of their practice. I think it's yep. hugely valuable. Yep. Hugely Dr. Mark, valuable. I want to go back to something you said earlier. You had picked up when Dr. Dovick was on the show back in November right. that less than 1% of patients who qualified for surgery actually complete that surgery. Well, in yeah. 2019, only 0.8 of 1% of eligible patients actually had the surgery. And in 2020, that even went down mm-hmm. to 0.7 of 1%. You want to yeah. talk about that, Dr. Dovek? Yeah, I mean, I think that there – so why is that? Why is the best treatment option that exists yeah. being so underutilized? And I think, there's all, I, I think there's about 10 perfectly good reasons. Number one – it's expensive. The traditional fee-for-service model in treating obesity surgically in a hospital setting with multiple nights stay is expensive, and therefore it becomes the costs are put onto the patient. They will exclude right. – the employers will exclude that benefit coverage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They have to do self-pay. Mm-hmm. That's also expensive in a hospital setting. Yep. Money talks, number one. Number two, it is a cumbersome process. So if you decide – I'm finally ready to do it. Then, like you said, you get lost in the system. Instead of being yep. proactively tracked, you are we are being defensive. We are okay. We got something from them. Oh, I forgot. I, I saw Mr. Jones a while ago. Yep. You know, we're not really. We don't have a great systematic process of keeping track of the patients. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of times the surgeons aren't the champions. They're very myopic. They're they're not seeing the big picture of. Wow, if I lean into change, which is difficult, yeah, things are good. Status quo yep. is fine. But you have to be willing to be like, you know what? I want to disrupt some things and I'm right. going to go out there and do it. So I think there's a lot of yeah. reasons for that. Yeah. Is the American Bariatric Association, I guess, would – Yes. Are they dealing with people that deal with the inconsistencies in the insurance realm? Oh, well, we have um, definitely subcommittees on that. Mm-hmm. It's called the Access to Care Committee. Okay. And we we try, but ultimately it's – it's highly ineffective, just to yep. put it out there. And I think it's because we keep saying you're wrong. They keep saying you're wrong. Yeah. The problem yeah. is until now, until I think some of us, including yeah. myself, are I'm going to go independent. I'm going to form yep. this IPA. I'm going to have this network of like-minded physicians. And I'm going to go to the payers and say, listen, when we remove the hospital and go to a more value-based approach in a surgery yep. center where yep. we're giving great quality, lower costs, we're yep. going to be able to help more patients, yep. not go to Mexico, be able to afford sure. it. And then get those insurance yeah. companies and employers. Yeah, to you really need some lobbyists yeah. that understand both the insurance side and the clinical side, so they can put it all together when they're talking to the legislators about exactly, this. exactly, and the big large insurance companies. Our voices are not being heard. We yep. need people like yep. you. We're, 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 there's a big disconnect, a big disconnect yep. with it. So the insurance companies recognize that when you fix this problem, they'll save money. They do, Correct. The, but they also recognize they that, just don't want to pay for it. Well, no, it's not even that. It's that they're only seeing that one percent, right? That's right. So, and that part of it is they're working against themselves, mm-hmm. and right. for that one percent. Right. So somehow that culture needs to change. Totally, and they need yeah. to understand yeah. that. Well, you know what? If we get to two percent, we just doubled it, right? Exactly, and, and yep. just keep working it that way. 
I, I, that's a that's a really that's a really fascinating mm-hmm. kind of psychology that mm-hmm. we're we're dealing with here because you have patients. Yep. I I think there are a lot more patients that if you take the money side out, yeah, there, there's still some anxiety. Yeah. They're still worried about that, but they're in. They're, I mean, they're, they they would be committed. Right. But the that's that's got to be the biggest hurdle. And when you educate the payers on this, nine percent of the GDP is due to obesity, and twenty five percent of the U.S. healthcare dollars of right. over four trillion dollars is due to obesity that leads to chronic illnesses. That's where I think we're going to get them. Definitely. Definitely. Even yeah. attending the recent ACO conference, we didn't talk about obesity much. We talked about right. a lot of other things. Chronic you know, illnesses. Yep. Chronic illnesses. Mm-hmm. But I felt like we didn't go there with the elephant in the room. Like I didn't feel – and yeah. I, I think that – we we have we have gorgeously articulated the problem, which is that obesity is at yep. the root of it. However, yep. I feel that we need to get creative as surgeons to again push the safety and be able to say, yeah, we can do this as a same day discharge. Yep. We can do this in an yep. ambulatory surgery yep. center. The healthcare economics, the long term benefit of having bariatric surgery adds years onto the life, better quality years, yep. and together we can bundle this up and make it right. Yep. I mean, you're coming into that philosophy at a good time in that we've we've proven that the outpatient surgery centers are go- a godsend to a lot of things that we're going after, right? Yeah. So this is the next battle that you have to fight That's to right. get it in there. That's but right. I really do, I think a lot of times the insurance companies, they're looking for that next thing. And the next thing is right there it's in right front now. of them. Right in front of us. Let's yeah. do it. Yep. Well, we'll pick up where we left off after this break. I think we've got a a, a pretty good dialogue going, and maybe I can think of some more mean things to say about pharma. And we'll also talk about the ACO conference coming up in October. Yes. Maybe we can get you on that panel and uh, have you been one of our speakers. Oh, I would love that, Larry. Okay. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Take the answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. It's Healthcare Now with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. Join us at 7 o'clock Thursday evenings for a great discussion on all things healthcare. Healthcare Now, Thursday nights at 7, and now Healthcare Now Extra, Saturdays at 11 a.m., only here on The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones and Dr. Betsy Dovick, and we are in our last segment yep. talking about uh, obesity. Really, we're talking about health. You know, we are. And, we are. and it's getting where we're at that stage where it's just frustrating, and and for for in your position to sit here and have to battle for something that you know is perfect. I mean, you know, it's right, yeah. and it's yep. it's the best thing we've yep. got going on out there. Yep. And I I would like. I'd like to see, you know, one of the problems is we deal with so many different insurance companies yes, and we yes. really can't believe to under, you know, that we understand what each one yep. of them is thinking. 
Yeah, you know? I, I think that what we need to do is we need to have pilot studies. Fine. You That's don't right. want to take this huge lift yeah. and, and do it. I think a lot of them are like, where do we begin? But They're going to want to look at return on investment. Exactly. exactly what you're talking about. They, yep. We need to write out a one-page value proposition. This is what it looks like. This is the data we'll collect. We're going to do it on your members with these specifications, and then we're going to show – Here's how it goes, and yep. then hopefully we'll be able to open the floodgates to yeah. to a new process or a paradigm shift in the way we yep. treat this. No, that's that's absolutely what we need is a paradigm shift because we're it's just such a fertile ground. There's we're talking about so many people, thousands upon thousands of people mm-hmm. whose lives are going to be changed. Two and, billion people worldwide are yeah. considered overweight, oh Doctor Mark. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the issues There's is... There's only you know, 8 billion people on the planet. I know. That's 25% of the world. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it really is insane. And Those I, numbers I, are And they, they recognize what the savings is. So we've yeah. got, we kind of have to figure out, think how... That corp- those corporations mm-hmm. think and see what what's going to make yeah. this look right yeah. to them because it's not risk, mm-hmm. it's not complications, mm-hmm. yeah. and I in as much as there's cost involved, these other costs we talked about these monoclonal antibodies for for Alzheimer's yeah. yep. the, the the costs are enormous yeah. in, on the drug yeah. side. Right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they're even like our big device companies. We use a lot of disposable equipment. Sure. So there's Johnson yeah. & Johnson, Medtronic, these, these staplers, Energy, all these things. These companies have big teams dedicated to the bariatric, the HEMA teams, healthcare economics and market analysis yep. of these things. There are just countless studies that show here is okay, – let's look specifically at high blood pressure, at diabetes, at sleep apnea, at sure. the risk of the – all of it shows that there's a cost-benefit. But there is a sweet spot in knowing when will you see that ROI. So if you're going to an employer, you need to be able to say that this is what it costs, but you're going to see that in the short term and it's going to be a satisfier for your employees that you offer this benefit sure. and that you're giving them something like this and maybe medications for the long term that it's going to keep them – happy in that position. So I think this is going to be something for like workplace satisfaction. That's going to actually retain your employees as well. All right. I'm going to throw something out there and, and you'll, you'll never guess where I'm going with this, but oh boy. what if you went to a group like Amazon mm-hmm. that is so getting so deeply involved in the healthcare benefits for their own employees yes. Absolutely, yep. and just say, you know, we've got a team, Amazon care and, yep. and, and work with them because I, be, I believe that they're in as much as I think, you know, they're they're sort of working outside their realm. Well, there's some benefit to that because they don't know what they don't know and they're not set in their ways as as are the insurance companies. Mm-hmm. So that that might be another access. Well, that's that's my whole business plan. So mm-hmm. I am building right here in Orlando the first bariatric single specialty ASC in the country. Gotcha. I believe that by having this. Wow. Being a pioneer at this, we're going to follow suit to ortho and gyne and general surgery, colorectal, every other specialty except for bariatric that's already made this leap. Right. We're going to prove this prototype's concept, and then we're going to be able to scale it. So I do – I need to go to the Amazon's Walmart. I'll tell you about Walmart. Walmart uses Contigo, their TPA, their third-party administrator mm-hmm. of their healthcare. They spend, I think you'll know better than me, about Very $9 billion. Dollars. Yep. Yep. They are looking for bariatric practices in all of Florida, for example. They've gone to all the big dog health 
systems. Right. They've said, we're looking for value-based. Who does great quality at low cost? Mm-hmm. Guess what? They have not been able to find one as of now before this in the entire state of Florida. So if you work for Walmart, you need to go to Atlanta, Georgia to have your bariatric surgery if you wow. want Contigo to pay for it. So we need to have more centers. And that's why right. the idea of a forming a bariatric IPA. So they're trying to stay out of the large health system is what they, you're saying. They, well, they'd like they to, but they can't because they're all well, that's right all, now. That's where they are. Even, even you just came out of there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I went out because yeah. I felt that I had I was one little peg in the wheel. I had no voice. I couldn't negotiate. I couldn't. I mean, all those pricings were fit. I didn't have anything said. Yeah. I had nothing to, to do with that. And so I feel that if you build it, they will come and I mm-hmm. will need to be able to scale very quickly, I hope. So what we found in the value-based world is you know, when we sat down how many years ago and started talking to these groups? 2015. 2015. Yeah. And said, okay, you know, this this is the model of value-based. Yep. And immediately eight I, years. I thought, yeah, eight years in. Yeah. And it's still and it's still the model, right, mm-hmm. which is about three years longer than any other and models And we continue lasted, to improve right? that model. So we, we look at the numbers, and the first thing that we would sit down and talk about in the meeting is like, man, we are going to just crush – the comparisons of, of when when the big healthcare systems get into value based, yeah. and they did, they got into we value did. based, yep. and we're sitting there watching it. But here here's something that you you might not know, not being in this space. So when they set the the margins for okay, if yep. you have this many covered lives, you spent this much money for every dollar you save. Yes. Well, when they go to the hospitals, and let's say yep. that our margin yep. is two million benchmarks, right? yeah, benchmark, yep. Yep. or let's say yep. our our per what's our uh, Per user, per per covered life margin, looking at uh, we're thirteen percent below the market, right? right. Well, yeah, no, no, yeah. but what's the, the total spend that would be that would be market? Uh, about a thousand dollars a person. So thousand dollars a person. Mm-hmm. They'll go to the hospitals and say, okay, you need to beat nine thousand per person. That's right. Because Ooh. they're going to spend it. Well, if if okay. if we send somebody out for a chest X ray. Yeah. They go to an outpatient yeah. center. If yeah. they have a chest x-ray, obviously, oh. it's on, and they're oh, So they yeah. have all these built-in costs. Right, so, right. Oh, yeah. So the, the problem is there's a conflict of interest because the insurance companies are negotiating with the yep. hospital yep. for all sorts of different things and rates, and they can't yep. afford for a big hospital system to tell Blue Cross Blue Shield yep. that, yeah, we're not working with you anymore, yep. right? So yeah. so now Blue Cross Blue Shield says, well, if you're, yeah, we'll let you participate in value-based, yep. and but if they gave them our numbers – They'd lose money every minute. Yeah. I mean, so well, so that's that's something that you're going to have to look at. So when you negotiate your with your independent IPA mm-hmm. and you negotiate these numbers, your your savings. Mm-hmm. All you yeah. really want to yeah. look at yeah. is yeah. not even the value based yeah. It's the savings between right. what you're going to spend yeah. and where they're going to spend down and, the street. And Dr. Mark, let me follow up on that because you hit on something that's so important. If you recall, several years ago, you and I went we met with one of the large health systems here in their boardroom. Yep. And their CFO, their head of our value base was all there. Mm-hmm. Even the president of, and CEO of the health plan was yep. in that meeting, mm-hmm. if you recall. I do. And they were talking about, well, our benchmark is up here at, say, 15000 for the health system. Ours as independents is ten, but they're going to save 20%. They're still going to be forty percent uh-huh. higher than our benchmark yeah. if where we start before we save money. Right. That's kind of where you're going, Doctor. Right. Yeah. Mark. And, oh, and, yeah. and it was so Gosh. frustrating yeah. because you know when we said that we can bring your benchmark all the way down. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. He said he didn't care. No, because well, And the interesting part is the payer actually pays the health plan for reducing 
their cost based on a much higher benchmark that keeps them higher than our baseline. Yep. Yep. So, so it is, it's, so it's, it's really fresh, but so you need to know that going in because you can, you can negotiate that in a, in a way that they'll understand. Right. But, but, you know, United healthcare came out five years, four years ago, Mm -hmm. four or five years ago and said, if there's a surgery that could be done at an outpatient surgery center and you don't do it there, we may not pay. That's right. Now they haven't come down the hard lined it, but it definitely got people's attention. And I mean, and then they United actually often, set that policy they've been out there, them. Dr. They've Mark. been buying yeah. ASCs. They yeah. bought about yeah. a few oh, billion yeah. dollars yeah. worth of owns half the world. Yeah, 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 they they do. Do. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I, I can't be a big fan there, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, recognizing that savings recognizing is, that. is really where yeah. it's going to play exactly. out. So, so you're absolutely, you know, this. You're absolutely on the right track. Okay. And and I think you know, as as this grows, we'll, we'll figure out yep. different ways, yep. and and you know, whether it's. Yep. Whether it's the patient drive you need, whether it's your support yep. staff, or if it's yep. just the insurance yeah. companies and, yep. and payers, but that's where you, if you go to those systems like the Amazons and the Walmart that that have the, the yep. a big base, that could be your study yep. base. I mean, I would love that. Well, I mean, you just need connections. If I can get the right person right. in the room, I can really just showcase and explain this and say, yep. this is ultimately going to be it. And then if we yep. can change this whole thing, it's the only thing that's going to change yep. obesity yep. is if we embrace new and, new and ways. You know, yeah, if you, you want my two cents, leaving the large health system and going independent with what you do with your uh, digital print yeah. and, the, and your passion for this business you're going to set a whole new standard for bariatric surgery. <sighs> well, and, thank and, you for your encouragement. Sometimes Mark, I feel well, like, Ooh. Dr. Mark and I and our entire IPN staff and our, all our doctors are behind you 100%. Yep. Oh, well, yeah. I, I can't tell you yep. how much that means. Yep. It is, yep. it's, it's, a, it's a lonely road and there's it a lot is. of barriers and I, yep. I have such highs and like this moment yep. and such swinging lows yep. and it's, it's really hard. Well, it's if, hard. If you look back at, at the history and it not been around all that long, but like in the state of Florida, we always talk about the regionalization of healthcare. And so you're in Florida. So this is, yep. this is what you need to be thinking about. And so early on, there were a lot of folks that only did these surgeries for cash. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't covered. Right. And, and interestingly, yeah, the you know, these, were, these, were, these yeah. were South Florida uh, folks that didn't right. have insurance. Right. Didn't, they, didn't have med- they didn't have malpractice insurance. Right. The patients came out and paid cash. And they were doing this a lot of times in small hospitals and surgery centers. And it's kind of set up a bad rap because it really – that wasn't the optimal situation for a physician – for patient. And now then it's shifted over to these, well, we're going to have these centers of excellence and they have to be in these big hospitals (laughs) and they have to have the endocrinology and everybody's got to be in. Well, that, that raises the bill tremendously. And you've seen that shift as a surgeon, I guess, in the system, Dr. Mark. Uh, Oh yes. There's something called the metabolic and bariatric surgery accreditation and quality improvement program, the MBSAQIP. Mm -hmm. Now this in theory is just that we're going to bring it into the hospitals. We're going to have every patient collect data, look at the outcome do quality improvement programs on these outcomes. And there's a 96-page standard manual that you need to do. So when we come in for the site visit, you're ready. Well, it sounds great in theory, but it is it is every facility. If I go to five facilities, I have to make sure all of them are fully yeah. equipped and there's somebody collecting the data and there's a lot of FTE resources dedicated to this. A lot of it is unnecessary. So it, it also hurts Builds the cost. independent yeah. physician yeah, sure. in being able to give excellent quality care Without all the bureaucracy yep. and all these checks in the boxes that in reality, ugh, I know you need checks and balances, but sometimes right. I don't think it does quite what it should yep. do. Yeah, no, we did. We saw that that pendulum swing. And no, now, now this is the answer to to keep yep. it 
at that high level yeah. of quality, keep it clean. Yep. And now let's look at the economy of scale, right. you know, of doing it in a, at a surgery center. Well, this just makes perfect sense. It does. And this has been, this, this show has flown by. I know. But you know, I'm we've not, only I'm got, done yet, Larry. we've only got a <laughs> few minutes, a few seconds left, but message to our listeners, Dr. Dovek. Well, I, I, I just want to say to the listeners that obesity, it is a disease. It needs to be treated as such. And we need to team up together to be able to get the payers, to get the public, popularize, normalize this surgery. And let's change this world, my friends. One percent at a time. Yeah. We can do this. We can do All this. Right. Thank you, Dr. Mark. Thank you, All Larry Jones. It's been a Thanks great for show. Back. Awesome show. And obviously, we're going to have you back again. Let's and do it. And we're going to follow you with these uh, surgery centers and things that you're doing okay. too as well. I'm going to need your help. Thank you right. so much. We'll see right, you Larry. next week, Dr. Mark. See you next week. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On Healthcare Now.